Welcome to London Riverside Church Podcast. We hope you have a great day. Sit back, relax and enjoy. Hey, if we haven't met, my name is Ade and it's my privilege this morning to continue our sermon series uh, that we're currently doing called The Commission. The Commission. But we're going to get into God's Word today and see what God wants to say to us. I'm excited uh, to preach this morning. If you have your Bibles, turn with me to the book of Colossians. Colossians chapter 4, verse 5 and 6. Colossians chapter 4, verse 5 and verse 6. Uh, this is what the Word of God says. Be wise in the way you act towards outsiders. Make the most of every opportunity. Let your conversation be always full of grace, seasoned with salt, so that you may be able, to, so that you may know how to answer everyone. Let me try that again. Be wise in the way you act towards outsiders. Make the most of every opportunity. Let your conversations always be full of grace, seasoned with salt, so that you may know how to answer everyone. Uh, this morning, I want to speak to us very simply from the topic, you have the opportunity. You have the opportunity. Let's pray. Father God, we thank you because you're here right now. We invite your Holy Spirit to go through every aisle, to go through every row, to touch to touch every single soul in the name of Jesus. Father, I put your word in my heart. Now I pray that you would wrap me around your Christ. I pray that something that I say would encourage your people, empower your people, equip your people in the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, give us ease to listen in Jesus' mighty name. Father, we thank you for what you're about to do in this place. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. And somebody who believed it said, Amen, amen, amen. Now, I don't know if you've ever been in this situation where you have been given a voucher uh, for, let's say, Christmas or your birthday, and you were so excited about it, but because you're so busy, because maybe a little bit of laziness, uh, you don't use the voucher straight away, and then the time you choose to go use the voucher, the time you choose to go to the store, the time you choose to go online, you put the voucher details through, and you realize, oh my gosh, it's out of time, it's invalid. Anyone ever experience that? Some of you look at me going, never. When I get it, I use it straight away. <laughs> oh, well, let's try another one. Have you ever been in a situation where you've gone to the shops, you've bought a carton of milk, you've brought it home, and you know, you're like, oh, yes, let's use this milk, and you use it. And over time, you come back to the fridge, you get the milk out, you pour it on your cereal, and you're like, hmm, what's that smell? And you look at the expiry date, and you go, oh, my gosh, it's out of date. Oh, so frustrating. Anybody? Okay, I'm not the only one. How about this one? This is for the parents. Have you ever seen something online or been in the shop and you look at that clothes and you're like, oh my God, this will look awesome on my kids. And so you decide you're going to get it and it's on sale and like, yes, thank you, Jesus. And because you're kind of considering the fact that kids always keep growing, you buy a couple of sizes, like not a couple, but a couple of sizes too big. And you bring it home and you put it on the kids and you're like, oh gosh, it's way too big. And then you put it in the wardrobe. And then all of a sudden, you're sitting just chilling. You have this moment, oh, I got you some clothes the other day. And you get the clothes out and you give it to them to wear. And then when they wear it, you're like, oh, you've outgrown this. It's too small. Anybody? <laughs> Can I just say, that is so, so Frustrating. That happens all the time with my son. It's like we get him something in the next minute. It's just more like, dude, can you stop growing? Can you stop growing? Anyway, I, I share all of that to simply let you know that life teaches us that timing is everything. Timing is everything. There is a right time to do something and there is a wrong time to do something. Timing is everything. Ecclesiastes chapter 3 verse 1 puts it this way. Uh, there is a time for everything and a season for everything under the heavens. Timing 
is everything. Now, now, many moons ago, when I was a lot younger, I used to do track and field, right? And it was amazing and it was fun. And one of the very first lessons they teach you with track and field is that you need to ensure that you don't start the race before the gun goes off. And so you get on your blocks and they say, you've got to help me out, guys. You've got to help me out. And they go, on your marks. Oh, and the thought is, I know that was a little bit too quick. The, the thought is that if you go too fast before the gun, you get disqualified. It doesn't matter how skilled you are. It doesn't matter how much training you've put in. It doesn't matter how fast you are. If you beat the gun out, you get disqualified. But in the same notion, if you go too late, it doesn't matter how much training you have. It doesn't matter how much skill and talent you got. If you go too late, it's always a little bit more difficult to win the race. Why? Because timing is everything. And I love that in the text that we're reading today, the Apostle Paul is having this conversation. He's kind of mentoring this church in Colossians and having a conversation with them, specifically as it relates to the Great Commission. And he begins to let them know that if you're going to be effective in the place of the Great Commission, that we need to act wisely to those people who are not yet in the faith. And that we need to do so by making the most of every opportunity. Our Paul is letting us know that while it's important, while it's commendable, that you and I are sharing our faith with other people, while it's commendable that we're telling people our Jesus story, that equally as important is nailing the timing because timing is everything. Our Colossians chapter 4, verse 5 puts it this way. I love it. Be wise in the way you act towards outsiders. Make the most of every opportunity. I love the way it says it in the King, New King James Version. It says this, walk in wisdom towards those who are outside, redeeming the time. Redeeming the time. You see, the word there, opportunities, and the word there, timing, is, that has been translated is actually the Greek word kairos. And kairos simply means divine timing or the right time. In essence, Paul is letting us know that there is a right time. There's a divine moment to share our faith with other people. There is a right time, a divine moment to, to share our, our Jesus stories with other people. That there's a right time, a divine moment for people to listen in and choose to say yes to Jesus. There is a divine moment where they not only say yes to Jesus, but they commit their life to him and say, Jesus, I'm going to follow you all the days of my life. There is a right time. There is a divine moment. Timing is everything. But for us to fully appreciate and to understand what Paul is talking about, we need to understand that the Bible teaches that there are two types of times. The first type of time we see in the Bible is chronos time or chronos moment. And the second one is kairos. You see, chronos moment can be defined as the movement of time. It is time uh, that we all go through. It is time that we all experience. It is the passage of time. It is the clock going tick-tock, tick-tock, tick-tock as it moves from seconds to minutes, from minutes to hours, from hours to days, and so forth and so on. Kronos is the movement of time. We all experience chronos. Uh, the second type of time that we see is kairos. And as we mentioned before, kairos simply speaks to divine timing. Now, here's the thing. Kronos is constant. Kronos is continuous. We all go through it. It's the law of time, if you would. It's at all times and at all places, everybody experiences Kronos. It doesn't matter what you do. It doesn't matter what kind of clothes you wear. It doesn't matter what kind of makeup you put on your face or anything you do to your body. You're going to get old. Okay, I'm going to try this side. You're going to get old. It is time. It is chronos. You're just going to keep going. Time is going to happen. You're not born an adult. You go through the process of time. 
chronos. It is constant, it is continuous. However, kairos is a little bit different. Kairos is unpredictable. It's fleeting. We don't see it coming. It is chance. It is opportunities. We don't see it coming. King Joshua, not Joshua, King Solomon puts it this way in Ecclesiastes chapter 9, verse 12. It says, time and chance happen to them all. Kronos and Kairos happens to us all. It is how it goes on. Kronos and Kairos happens to us all. Timing is everything. But this is where I want you to, this is really what I want you to catch. Kronos moments lead to Kairos moments. Let me say that again. Kronos moments, all times and all places, leads to Kairos moments, the right time and divine timing. Let me put it this way. What you do in your Kronos moments determines how successful you are in your Kairos moments. Let me say it this way. How you prepare for your Kairos moments is determined by what you do in your Kronos moments. Kronos moments lead to Kairos moments. Uh, Zig Ziglar, who is a motivational speaker, an American one, very famous, he said this, preparation plus opportunity equals success. That the results that cause success in your life is not just because of time and chance. It's not just because you are lucky. It's not just because of any of that. It is simply because of the fact that you had some preparation. And when preparation meets the right opportunity, you have success. Kronos moments lead to Kairos moments. That if you and I were to talk to someone who's successful in any field of life, in every area of life, they will let you know that the reason they're successful is not because they were at the right place, at the right time, with the right people, but it was because they had many years of preparation and their preparation met the right opportunity and they were successful. Kronos moments lead the Kairos moments. And this is what Paul wants us to understand with this text, that if you and I are going to be effective when it comes to the Great Commission, that we need to act wisely towards people at all times, in all places, in our Kronos moments, so that we can make the most of every opportunity, our Kairos moments. Now, here's the thing. Paul, in his wisdom, does not leave us to kind of doubt or to leave us to question what it means to act wisely towards other people. He lets us know that the way that we act wisely towards other people is through our speech and our conversations. Watch this. Colossians chapter 4, verse 5 and 6. Let me read it to you. Be wise in the way you act towards outsiders. Make the most of every opportunity. Wait for it. Let your conversations always at all times, in all places, chronos, be full of grace and seasoned with salt so that you may know how to answer anyone, or sorry, how to answer everyone. So it's in our conversations that we're wise towards people at all times, in all places, chronos, so that we can make the most of every opportunity, kairos. Are you still with me, ladies and gentlemen? So if you and I are going to be effective in the place of the Great Commission, it means that we have to watch what we say. At all times, in all places, in our Kronos moments, so that we can win in our Kairos moments. And what I want to do with the next few moments we have together is simply this. To give us very quickly a few things that we need to be in our speech and our conversation so that you and I can maximize our Kairos moments and be effective in the Great Commission. Is that all right? 
very quickly, three things. First one is this, our speech needs to be full of kindness and love. If you and I are gonna be effective in the Great Commission, then the way we act wisely towards other people is through our speech and our conversation, and it means that our speech and our conversation needs to be full of kindness and love at all times in all places so that we can maximize our Kairos moments. Proverbs chapter 16, verse 24 puts it this way. Kind words are like honey, sweet to the soul and healthy for the body. For the sake of time, I'm going to jump down to Proverbs chapter 15, verse 4. Kind words bring life, but cruel words crush your spirit. If we're going to be effective in soul winning, if we're going to be effective in the Great Commission, then we need to make sure that our speech and our conversation is full of kindness and love. You see, the words that we speak reflect what is in our heart. So out of the fullness of the heart, the mouth speaks. So if you and I don't have words of love and words of kindness coming out of our mouths, it is hard to convince our unbelieving friends, family, work colleagues that the love of Jesus truly dwells in our... Mm. Or can I just take a moment to play with this? It means... That is not enough to react to situations to be like, this is how I am. Well, I just tell it like I see it. Mm. Maybe you're not as mature as you think you are in Jesus. Maybe the transformation work of Jesus has not been fully done in your heart. Because if it truly has been, the reflection of your heart is that kind words, oh, I need to be quiet. I'm just preaching the text, people. I'm not trying to hate on anybody. I'm growing too. It means that what you say has got to reflect kindness and love. Because the proof to other people, watch this. The kindness of our words and the kindness of our actions is a proof to unbelievers that this faith thing actually does work. Friends, can I encourage us today that our, our speech, our words, our conversation needs to be full of kindness and love. Because when it's full of kindness and love, we bring life into the relationship, specifically the life of Jesus Christ. Quickly, the second one. Not only do we need to have our speech need to be full of kindness and love, but our speech also needs to be full of encouragement. If you and I are going to maximize our Kairos moments, our speech has to be full of encouragement. Listen to this. Ephesians chapter 4 verse 29 says, do not let any unwholesome talk. I'm preaching to myself. Hallelujah. Ooh, you love it, don't you love it when the Bible just slaps you in the face? Do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouth, but only that which is helpful for building others up according to their needs, that it may benefit those who listen. First Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 11. I'm skipping some scriptures for the guys at the back. Therefore, encourage one another and build each other up as you are already doing. According to scripture, when we, when we have kindness in our hearts, but we have encouragement in our words, we're building other people up. According to scripture, when you and I are using words of encouragement, we're making sure they grow in capacity. We're making sure that they grow in fortitude. We're making sure that they're bigger on the inside, but also better on the inside. There's something about encouragement. When you get encouraged, you, just go, you feel 10 foot tall. You can do anything when you get encouraged. Maybe it's just me. You can do anything when you're encouraged, right? The story is told of a young blind, sorry, young deaf Frog. Uh, this young deaf frog loved the idea of climbing trees 
And when it was reflecting, it realized that because it's so young, that it's, it might not be able to climb the trees. But one day when it was full of enthusiasm, a little bit like me, you know, had a bit of beans in his, in his, ready to go, full of enthusiasm, it goes into the forest, it goes into the jungle, he looks for the tallest tree possible, and all, oh, hello. And all of a sudden decides that he's going to climb this tree. And so he gets there, palm, palm, boom, boom, he's climbing. And all the other frogs see him and they're worried because he's so young. And so they all come out of town. They come, they look up the, the tree that he's climbing and they're jumping and they're shouting and saying, hey, you need to stop. You're going to kill yourself. Hey, you need to stop. You, you're going to hurt yourself. But when this little frog looked down, because he was deaf, all he could see was people jumping and clapping, and he saw their lips moving, and he thought, wow, they're encouraging me. Oh, awesome. And he kept on going and kept on going. And every time he got afraid, every time he wanted to quit, he would look down and would see this frog going, and he's like, oh, come on. And he would get courage and go up the, go up the tree. You know how the story ends. He makes it to the very top, all because he felt encouraged. Friends, can I let you know that that is true for us? That when our words are full of encouragement, we give people courage. When our words are full of encouragement, we put something on the inside of them. When our words are full of encouragement, we enable, to, we enable them to ensure they're not able to quit. Our words, when they're full of encouragement, they do something significant in the heart and souls of people. But here's the amazing thing. Not only do words of encouragement make people do more than they can, words of encouragement actually softens their heart. It breaks down the walls. So when you and I in our conversation at all times in all places, Kronos, are full of words that are encouraging, we have literally made their hearts so soft that they're receptive to anything that we say. That they're receptive to hear the gospel of Jesus Christ. They're receptive to hear us share our faith. They're receptive for us to share our Jesus story. Friends, can I encourage us today? If we're going to be effective in the Great Commission, if we're going to be effective in sharing our story, if we're going to be effective in telling them about Jesus, we need to maximize our Kairos moments by ensuring that our words are full of encouragement in our Kronos moments at all places and at all times. If I can please have the keyboard up, that would be fantastic. Our words need to be full of kindness and love. Our words need to be full of encouragement. And finally today, our words need to be full of wisdom. Mmm, wisdom. Not rubbish. Wisdom. Somebody say wisdom. Proverbs 16, 23. From a wise mind comes wise speech. The words of the wise are persuasive. Did you catch that? The words of the wise are persuasive. Mm. Proverbs 12, 18. The words of the reckless pierce like a swords or like swords, but the tongue of the wise bring healing. What is wisdom? Wisdom is knowing what to do and when to do it. Another way to say it is that wisdom is adding value. When our words are full of wisdom, we're adding value to people. We're not just encouraging them, we're not just building them up, we're not just softening their hearts, but when our words are full of wisdom, we're adding value to who they are. I don't know if you know this to be true in your life, but I have noted it to be true in my life. The people who offer me words of wisdom I end up trusting their voices. I don't know if you got that. When people give me words of wisdom, 
right? Things that can apply to my life that would add value to my life. The outcome is I begin to trust their voices. And when I begin to trust their voices, I go to them when I'm in trouble. I go to them when I need counsel. I go to them when I need advice and I'm ready to listen. I'm receptive to anything they will say because I've over time, at all times and in all places, Kronos, I can now come to them and say, hey, what do you think I should do in this particular moment? So when our words and our conversation is full of wisdom at all times and in all places, we become a trusted voice. And when we become a trusted voice, people will run to us for wisdom. They will run to us for advice. They will run to us when they're in trouble. They will run to us when they need counsel. And that becomes the opportune moment for us to tell them about the Jesus that loves us. For us to tell them about the fact that God did something amazing in our life. That the wisdom that I have is not the wisdom that of man, but it's the wisdom of God. And therefore, it is now applicable for your life. Friends, oh, Jesus, have mercy. Can I encourage you today that our words need to be full of wisdom. Get wisdom in all your understanding. In all your gettings, get understanding. Wisdom, wisdom, wisdom. As I draw to a conclusion today, the Apostle Paul is teaching us how to be effective in the Great Commission. He says that we need to act wisely to those who are not members of the family of faith. We need to act wisely to our unbelieving friends, unbelieving spouses, unbelieving children, unbelieving neighbors, unbelieving colleagues. And the way that we do it is through our speech and our conversations. Ultimately, Ultimately, when you and I, at all times and in all places, Kronos moments, ensure that our speech and our conversation is full of grace, full of love, full of kindness, and we make sure that our speech and our conversation is flavored with encouragement, when we make sure that our speech and our conversation is seasoned with wisdom, we create the opportunity to have a Kairos moment. Friends, when we do that, we have made the most of every opportunity and we become effective in the Great Commission. We have the opportunity and the opportunity is ours. Come on, can you stand to your feet across this place? Ade, how are you going to end this sermon? Really simple. I sense in my spirit there's a couple of things we need to pray for today. First one is this. There are people here that if you're going to be truly honest to yourself, if you weigh yourself according to what the Word of God just taught us today, you realize there's some adjustments you need to make in the area of your speech. You're not the only one. Before a sermon can come through you, it's got to go in you first, right? So I spent some time this week going, oh, Jesus. Oh, Ada, you need to change some of the things you say. Hey, you need to add a bit more love to how you say it. You need to add a bit more wisdom to how you speak. Ada, you need to make some adjustments here. If that's you, in a moment we're going to pray together. We're going to believe that God is going to make the adjustments. Thank you, Jesus. Come on, why don't we do that right now? Why don't you just lift up your voices? I really believe this belongs to every one of us. It's not like some people and no one else. It's all of us. Why don't you just take a moment right now and say, Lord, would you begin to change my speech? Come on, just, just, just open your voice where you are. Just say, Lord, would you begin to change my speech? 
that at all times and in all places, I can be full of encouragement. I can be full of kindness. I can be full of love. Let wisdom, Lord, I need your wisdom. I need your wisdom. So the words that I speak are wise. Come on, just lift up your voice and begin to cry to God right now, asking for the grace that your speech may be full of wisdom, be full of encouragement, be full of love, 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 and kindness. Oh, Jesus, 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 Jesus. Father God, today we ask even right now, the God, you will do something in our hearts, oh Lord. You do something in our hearts, that our hearts will be full of love, be full of kindness, that our hearts will be full of encouragement and be full of wisdom. Lord, make the changes necessary in our speech. Make the changes necessary in our conversation. Help us to have wise conversations. Help us to have encouraging conversations. Help us to have kind and loving conversations. God, help us in this area so that we can be effective when it comes to the Great Commission. Hallelujah. The second thing I felt in my spirit as I was preparing for today was this. I, I got this sense in my spirit that there's some people here, and I'm just going to say it, and uh, hallelujah. There's some people here. I, I saw this clock that was just spinning. The clock was spinning. And I felt the Lord simply say that there's some people here, you're about to step into divine moments. You're about to step into your Kairos moment. You're about to step into the divine, the right timing for you. I don't know who that is for, but I speak to you right now in the name of Jesus. I decree to you right now that you're stepping into right time. You're stepping into right opportunity. That your hard work is about to pay off in the mighty name of Jesus. I pray that all the doors that need to open for you are opened right now in Jesus' name. You're stepping into the right moment. You're meeting the right people at the right place in the mighty name of Jesus. Not only time is happening to you, but opportunity is happening to you even right now. In Jesus' mighty name. The second last group of people that we need to quickly pray for is this. There's a bunch of people as I was praying and just seeking the Lord about today that you have had ashes in your life. You've been mourning about a situation. But I felt the Lord say that for you, you're about to step into a season of joy. That what was for ashes, what was mourning is about to turn into dancing and laughter. That in the tents of the righteous, there's going to be sound of rejoicing. There's going to be sound of laughter. There's going to be sound of joy. You know that's for you. And I just want to speak to you right now in the mighty name of Jesus. I decree and declare that even right now, in Jesus' name, that seasons are changing. Seasons are changing. Seasons are changing, oh God. Areas where there is sadness. Areas where there is ashes. Areas where there is mourning. I decree by the power of the blood of the Lamb that the season is changed. I decree right now in the name of Jesus that joy is coming in. I decree in the name of Jesus that Laughter is, a, is the result. I decree in the name of Jesus that there is dancing in the tents of the righteous. I decree in the name of Jesus that there is victory in the tent of the righteous. I speak it to being in Jesus' mighty name. And the last thing I want to do, with every head bowed and every eyes closed, maybe you're here today and you haven't made Jesus Christ the Lord and Savior of your life. Maybe you're here under the sound of my voice and you're like, Adi, I've heard you talk about this Jesus who is amazing and wonderful and loving and kind. Maybe right now you do not know that according to John 3.16, for God so loved the world, God loves you, that he sent his only son, that whoever believes in him would not perish but have everlasting life. If that's you in this place and you say, Adi, I've never given my life to Jesus, I want you to do something bold and brave and on the count of three, I want you just to lift up your hand as high as they go. 
It might be for the first time, it might be for the next time, but if it's you and you're in this place and you know that if you die today, you would not go to heaven, I want to ask you to do something brave and bold and lift up your hand when we count to three. One, is there anybody in this place? Two, is there anybody in this place? Three, if that's you, come on, would you lift your hands as high as they go? Yes, I see that hand. Anybody else? I, I, anybody say, I'm coming back to Jesus. I see that hand, sir. Anybody else saying, I'm coming to Jesus. I'm coming to Jesus. I'm coming to Jesus. I want to make him the Lord and Savior of my life. I'm going to follow him all the days of my life. As I look across this auditorium one more time, is there anybody coming to Jesus? Hallelujah. Come on, church. Can you repeat this prayer after me? Say, dear Jesus, I thank you that you died on the cross for my sin. Today, I believe in my heart and I confess with my mouth that you are Lord. Give me a new heart and a new start in Jesus' mighty name. Amen, amen. That's all from us here on our LRC podcast. If there's anything else you would like some more clarification on or you would like to take the next steps in your journey, then why not head over to our next steps page at londonriversidechurch.com forward slash next steps. That's all from us here today and we hope you have an amazing week.